Hello and welcome to another edition of Let's Talk About Nothing. The... Oh, fucked it. Oh. <laughs> Your wank. It's like the 13th one and it's finally fucked it. Right, start again. No, just keep it running. Fuck it. Uh, yeah. Hello and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk About Movies, the podcast where we occasionally talk about films. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron. I'm your other host, Liam. And I will go shot jock on that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we are here to talk Black Widow. We're we're back on the MCU films. No, just Black Widow. We're also gonna hit on Loki. I was going to save that till the end, but all right, yeah, cool. We're also going oh. to talk about Loki. Edit it out. It's Marvel Madness, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we're, this, this is obviously the, I don't know, like 24th Marvel film now, I think. Yeah, Sounds about yeah, right. It, it's the official start of what they've classed as phase four. Um, and it was Wait, meant to come out like fucking a year and a half ago, but because of COVID, nothing came out. So, uh, so yeah, we, we finally got it now. Because not find that this is weird to be the start of phase four. Surely the TV shows are the start of phase four, and this is like. Well, I guess yeah. No, I, I guess it, they are effectively the start of phase four. But this was meant to be the start of phase four, wasn't it? Yeah, but I mean, like, and we'll get to it. I'm sure. I mean, go for we, it. I mean, we know we know now that time isn't really a thing in this universe anymore. But oh yeah, when this is, but this is set so far back now in terms of the grand scheme of Marvel stuff. I mean, I don't want to just like say my piece and end the podcast there, but I did have that sort of. It's it's such a weird film. Even if it was going to be your starting point for Phase Four, it's such a weird film to kind of start it off with because everything about it you kind of you know what's going to happen almost because you know what happens later on with these characters mm. um it's, it feels more like an maybe even an ending point like spider-man did a little bit the last one it feels yeah. more like an ending point to the last kind of story that it was being told and it's not really the starting point of the new ones especially mm. where, but it feels especially so when you compare it to the the, the series that we've had so far yeah because, like you say, it should have been originally should have this, and then Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and then like it might have even been Shang Chi next, and then Wonder Vision, and Loki was like kind of a bit further down the line. Um, and Immortals, Eternals, Eternal, Eternal, yeah, sorry. Eternals would have been in there as well at some point, like fairly early on. So it's just it feels weird now. Um, I guess it it shouldn't, you know, all. Films should stand up on their own, but I don't know. It, it was a weird, weird choice for me, I think, in this one. Um, so give us some history, Aaron. So this is... So, know. yeah, this is, like I say, the, the 24th of these films. It's the first one that Scarlett Johansson has had as, her, as she is the main character um, in, in the Black Widow role. It's not the first female-led one because we did have 
Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we've got this one, and it's directed by Kate Shortland, who I believe is an Australian director. Mm-hmm. Um, weirdly, like a lot of her films seem like the kind of, I don't know, very different, shall we say. They don't seem like the kind of things you'd expect. Someone... They don't lead to a Marvel film. Yeah, basically. But, you know, fair play. I mean, there, there is the whole thing of, like, how much do these people actually direct to this film? Like, because yeah. the, a lot of the previews and stuff... It's done so much by committee. Yeah. yeah. Like, all the action scenes, they probably have never seen it before. You know, it's all filmed months in advance with all CGI and stuff like that. So, um, But that's, by the by, I'm getting to in the weeds on that one. And, yeah, this film is basically about... It takes place after Civil War film. Uh, so Natasha is being hunted down effectively by the government because she's a rebel. She's not signed up with them. And so she ends up falling back in with her quote unquote sister. Because we, we, we briefly at the very start get like a, it's an a amazing sequence opening. where, yeah, it's, it's, it's her as a child with a sister, and you get David Harbour and uh, Rachel Weiss as the mum and the dad, and they are like it's basically the Americans, the TV show. Yeah, they're super uh, agents. Yeah, and uh, they're sort of there, kind of deep undercover. And he kind of comes home and says, like, he's he's having finished the mission or whatever, but his cover's been blown and they need to get out now. Um, so they all leave rural Ohio or wherever the fuck they're living. And they, they kind of head straight to a like a little airfield and get on this biplane kind of thing. And there's like a big shootout. And it's probably the best bit in the film, I think. Maybe. Ooh, that's, that's mean to come out and straight away and say, I just, want, I just want to jump in and say what you said there. This is set after Civil War. It's having yeah. the very start. Yeah. And that is why I feel like this isn't the start of a phase four film. This is, all right, this is supposed to come out, what, 2020? Yeah, yes. May 2020. This probably should have come out. Yeah, like four years ago. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, and it's it's, a direct, it's almost a direct sequel in terms of they have the same title card as Civil War, just for like when they go to a new city. Yeah, like it feels like a direct sequel to Civil War. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's it's too spoilery to say as well, but um, anybody who's seen Endgame knows she dies in that. Um, yeah. So effectively, like all stakes are kind of a little bit um, gone for this. You know, we kind of know where she's going to be at in the future. Yeah, because you've seen Infinity War and Endgame, and you know what happens to her character after that. So you know that she's she's going to be fine at the end. And not that, to be fair, let's be honest, it's a Marvel film. Vast majority of them, you know, it's going to be fine anyway. You yeah. know. I also, I didn't, I don't think it was a known thing that this was when it was set. Like I, I thought it was between. Infinity War and Endgame, but right. it wasn't until I saw a trailer like a like a month ago, and I noticed that she didn't have any of the blonde tips in her hair. So I was like, "Yeah, Ooh, when, when is this set?" And then, yeah, because that's the thing. Like in it. in Infinity War, she's got like full dyed blonde hair, hasn't she? And then, like by Endgame, it's kind of grown out a bit, and you just see like 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 a dip dye type thing. Um, yeah, which I thought it'd be like in the run up to Endgame is when this was going to come out, or when this was going to be set. Yeah. Which, you just, know, would, but effectively, all this is is just the tale of how she dyed her hair. Yes, it pretty is. much. And got a jacket. Um, yeah, 
It's got pockets. It's got lots of pockets. <laughs> okay, so first note I've got on this as well is that the young Black Widow in that initial sequence mm-hmm. is uh, Paul W.S. Anderson and Mila Jovovich, uh, their daughter. Is it? And now, now you say it, I can see a look of Mila yeah. Jovovich. Yeah, I know what you mean. And the only reason I really picked up on it is because I'd not long ago watched uh, the last Resident Evil film uh, don't everybody that's listening, they're fucking awful. But um, the last one, has... you watched it, so you don't have to. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I've jumped on that grenade for you. Um, I the last one has her in it, obviously, because he's the director, she's the main star. Why the fuck wouldn't you put your daughter in it? Um, as like the Red Queen or whatever. And, and in that, it's really obvious because she's kind of acting opposite at moments. Like they look very similar. Hmm. And it was a case of I didn't pick up on it straight away, but watching this film, I was like, I recognise her. Where do I recognise her from? Not entirely sure if I recognised her from that film or because she looks like a mum. I don't know. But uh, yeah, that was the first first thing I picked up on. Not long after that, we kind of get into the... They get into Russia and the family gets separated and there's like a little bit of a montage and it kind of brushes over child trafficking, which I'm not... That that was just weird. I mean, it's kind of like a... It's a social commentary, Aaron. You know, it? Yeah, it's... Still, um, that's not the worst bit about that it's sequence. It's a metaphor. Though. The worst bit about that sequence was the fucking god-awful cover of Smells Like Teen Spirit. <laughs> yeah, it was a bad cover. It, it was Smells Like Teen Spirit, but done in that, you know, that band that cover every single song but for trailers, because it's just... It's that song, you know, but Low slower and sad. And sad. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly that. I was like... I know oh. it well. Um, the best yeah, thing I about Smells Like Teen Spirit like is that music. it's not slow or sad. Yeah. I mean, it's a bit sad, but... Well, not, not for Nirvana, slow. though. No. It's fucking um, jolly compared to theirs. Yeah, that, that intro was was real good. And... Um, oh, I mean, I want to say... I, I want to give my, th- my, my thoughts, but maybe should we just do like a... Because um, Peter had the curtain, we were just chatting before this, and we watched it separately. And... You know, obviously we're in the cinema, so we didn't we, we couldn't really make too many notes on it until after the fact. And Aaron actually jogged my memory two days later that I should probably make notes. So mine are quite <laughs> slim. <laughs> um, I don't know what Aaron's are like. So I don't know, maybe we should just kind of uh, go through it. But should we should we change the structure on like how we do these, by the way? We can edit this out if you want to, but or, or even don't edit it out and people like your dad can write into us. And, <laughs> yeah, um, our listener. Dave, do you want us to, like, as we've been doing is going through the plot, then discussing our thoughts afterwards, would you rather us kind of flip that and we're like, just, just talk more about like what we thought about it and then touch on the plot? I suppose it doesn't make too much difference. Yeah, I see what you mean. We do, I think you are right. We've been a little bit bogged down in telling people what happens in films rather than actually talking about the films. Hmm. So I'll go with that. So, I mean, effectively, then, the plot is that uh, there's the modern-day, post-Civil War, Scarlett Johansson... She's on the Natasha, lamp. Yeah, she's on the lamp. She gets end up, she ends up getting wound up with her sister, who is Florence Pugh, and they sort of run into each other. Obviously, not a lot of love lost, and hijinks ensue. There's, there's a plot involving, like, mind control from the from the Russian agents, and there's this, like weird 
convenient plot device that basically eliminates mind control from them with like a red mist. Um, goes from there. The head of the Russian uh, Red Room, it's, it's like Russian government, but they can't say Russian government because that piss off the Russians. Uh, the head of the Red Room is Rory Winston in just an amazing bit of casting in terms of really awful. Like, yeah, I mean, well, first and foremost, my note here says Roy Winston. <laughs> so I, I, I wrote that down. That's his, that's his brother. Years. Yeah. <laughs> um, which his brother might have done a better job, actually. Couldn't, couldn't have done worse. In terms of accents. <laughs> I mean, like, everyone can do a Russian accent to a certain level. Everyone can do it. But then they end, up sounding, like, they end up sounding like Ray, uh, like David Harbour did. Now, David Harbour's accent in it is bad. But like you stick him in a scene with Ray Winston, and all of a sudden he's it's like he's it's like, Charlton Heston. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I don't think he could do a Russian accent either. <laughs> but like I again my note on this was that Ray Winston is awful. I usually like him, but his Russian accent is as bad as Sean Connery in The Hunt for Red October. <laughs> and that was just I, um... Sean Connery just doing Sean Connery. So you know. Also, I thought the main villain in this was gonna tell me to start putting bets on the football. <laughs> Which is a pretty niche joke for anyone outside of the UK, but he does he does all the adverts for the betting. Yeah. Uh, mine is Roy Winston is bad at accents. At times I thought he was just talking in his normal cockney. He was. Because I'm he was like, one, right? Like one sentence in every one word in every sentence was like Russian. And then yeah. the rest was like, all right, Gaffner, yeah. apples and pears, and all that. <laughs> it was awful. Yeah, it was terrible. But like, surely, surely, I'm sorry for calling you Shirley. <laughs> if you're the casting director and you're casting a Russian guy, you get them to do the accent on the, like, in the I mean, audition, right? There must be Russian actors out there. Yeah, I mean, there was a, there was a series not long ago with, like, mainly Russian actors. Yeah. Fucking really good. Turns out other people... From other countries aside from England and America, can act. Yeah. If you ask them to. I mean, getting on to accents as well. So at the beginning, uh, when they're in America, they're all doing English in an English accent, like American accent. Mm. Fine. Okay. That makes sense. Later on, when they're in Russia or wherever the fuck, they're in like bumfuck nowhere and they all meet up and then they're all talking to each other with Russian accents, but still in English. Now I get it, it's like Marvel popcorn film and that. But why aren't they speaking either Russian or, if you're going to speak English, they would be speaking in an English accent with each other? Uh, I mean, I think you're clutching there, to be completely mm. honest. Because, I like, how often do you see a film where the, you go to another country and they're not speaking? If it's an English film, they're, they're, they're speaking English with an accent. I, mean, I actually quite liked the start of it where they were, they're in deep cover, so they're, they're going full on American accents. Yeah, that makes sense. Because that's that's the cover, and then until they're on the run, that's when they start switching it back up. Right. I, um, I don't know. I quite like that idea. I, I've got a feeling that we're actually opposed on our views on this film a little bit. I was just going to say before you get to my last note on promise, last note on accents <laughs> and shit, is um, I guess it's a little spoiler for the end of the film, but you find out that the other villain in it is actually played uh, by Olga Kurilenko, 
mm-hmm. who was a uh, Bond girl previously. She was in who I, Quantum of Solace. Who I was like, I recognise her from somewhere. Yeah. I mean, it didn't help. She had like a lot of prosthetics on and stuff. Didn't so, like, number one, dragon tattoo and shit like that as well. Yeah, number one, you get like, obviously, like an incredibly beautiful woman because, you know, she's been a Bond girl. She's been in all these glamorous roles and that. Are uh, you going to make a really ugly and disfigure her and stuff? Bold, I'll just say that. Uh, number two, she's actually born. She was born in what is now Ukraine, but back then it was the USSR. So effective, you know, you, you're not out of the world of possibility that she could do a decent Russian accent, I'd imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has no lines in the entire film. It's like the one person you've got in the entire film who could probably. Don't, do I don't. It. I don't know why she was cast for it. So weird. Like. That could have been anyone because for the majority of the film, she's in a mask. Yeah. And fine. But I, like, I mean, there is like a plot twisty reason why it needs to be like a woman, you know, as such, because that character generally isn't a woman. That's yeah. 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 Too much. But um, like, but like you said, give her something to do if you're going to hire someone just like just bizarre. Because she's a big actress. Like, she's a yeah. big actress. Yeah. Um, so she, yeah, she's done all sorts of different films, like you like you say. Um, so it was just really, I, I didn't get it. I don't know. So, but, but yeah, so basically, she has this. She got the cure. She doesn't quite know what the cure is. Well, she doesn't know what she's holding, and then she gets attacked by a taskmaster, which then sets off like I need to go on the run and find my sister. Oh no, she goes. She goes to um, uh, where is it? Not Chernobyl. <laughs> Budapest. 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 Oh, yeah, that was it, yeah. Budapest. Um, and that's where her sister finds her, or they, they meet up. And then they're like, actually, no, what you've got is a cure for the mind control. I was under the mind control. This thing saved me. We need to save the rest of the Black Widows. Okay, so let's go Russia. Let's break out um, our fake dad. He knows a prick because he knows the guy runs the Red Room, Roy Winston. Um, and he's like, no, I don't know him that well. So. I, think it, I think it's Roy Winston, actually. Oh, very instant. Yeah. <laughs> um, vodka. Um, <laughs> Nuclear <and> vessels. Um, <laughs> and he's like, no, let's go find um, Wait Till Weiss. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and she's like, okay, let's let's take him down. There's things that happen in between. That's the... That's pretty the, much the, it, the yeah. They, they, they get the, the family back together. I quite like David Harbour in it. Um I say his accent wasn't great. His character was a bit one note, but I quite like the sort of former glory of him being like the the Russian Captain I'm America. Fucking ace. Yeah, I'm reduced to this. He claims he fought Captain America, even though that wouldn't have made any sense in the timeline. I just quite like it. He sort of got these brags, and because he spent the last so twenty-five years in jail or whatever, because he got put in a gulag. So on this, so he gets called out for that in the film. Yeah. One guy's like, he was in the ice until 2012 or whatever. Yeah. He breaks his arm for forsaking it. <laughs> Which is brilliant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, who, by the way, is, oh, what's his name? He's supposed to be, I can't remember what the character is, but he's basically come out and self-confirmed that he's the first, like, MCU mutant. He, the basically, in the, in the comics, the character is a bear. The, the big meat axe bloke? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't. Sure. Uh, pass. Oh, yeah, yeah. I find his name. Um, but yeah, but yeah. So, but so, so, who's to say? Number one, he could be lying, but he seems pretty. He talks about it a lot. 
Like yeah. when he, even when he's not trying to show off, he's like in this candid moment with, with Natasha. He's like, "Did he ever mention me?" As if he wants to fucking be remembered. Like, yeah, I think it's all like him kind of clinging on to his past glories and all this. It is, but we know there's more than one Captain America now. Well, this is what Bradley. I was thinking. Yeah, did he just so fight somebody else? One. Hmm. Also, could it have been a um? We know Captain America has gone back in time to fix shit. That's true. Who's to say he's not crossed been about a bit? Good point. So I, I think he wasn't. Was he may not have been truth. telling the lie. I like this idea. I'm going to buy into your theory. So what it ends up being is a kind of typical Marvel-y ending, I suppose, at the end. Yeah, I mean, it's a kind of... I've also realised, I've I've said that I really like David Harbour. He definitely wasn't the best bit because I think the best bit for me was Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh was great. I thought she was ace. I love love the bit where she's like, you know, uh, why do you do that weird landing whenever you jump and you flick your hair back and all this? And then there's like the callback to it later on and stuff. And she does it and she just is like... Yeah, she's like... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she's like, that was just wrong. Like, yeah. Yeah. She was great. Again, not a great accent. She's English. But, I think she probably had the best accent out of the lot of them, which low bar, I know. But yeah. can I say though, I genuinely think some of, this was some of the best fight choreography or action that we've action seems too big in scope, but in terms of like on the low, on the level, like close up combat, this is some of the best we've seen in the MCU. Yeah, okay. It reminds I'll say that. Civil War, but there was some fucking just good. Clearly non-CJ, clearly wire work. Yeah. Pulled into walls and shit like that. There was some really good shit in this film. I think that's one of the issues, because obviously a lot of the previous ones have been done by the Russo brothers, haven't they? Russo Russo brothers. And uh, they they like a quick cut on their action sequence. It's all very like, you'll just see a bunch of hands like hitting each other. And like, it's all very... Whereas this one, I think, did have a bit longer takes and you did see a bit more, kind of thing, a bit more choreography, effectively. So I think, yeah, I think that's probably fair. That first fight with um, Black Widow and Taskmaster. And Taskmaster as well. The one on the bridge I thought was quite good. The one on the bridge was really good, but then the one with the sister, they're just smashing, like, bottles and shit over each other. And it's just, and they're throwing each other at weird angles into walls and stuff. It, It was like, it was like a, They've clearly taken like influence from like old style like kung fu films and like okay well this is how we make hits look like hits yeah this is how we add weight to stuff now like take whatever you want from the film like like it or not I think that that's go somewhere and it, it actually lends to the idea that it is kind of a direct sequel to Civil War because the, the probably my favorite Marvel film is um, Winter Soldier yeah. and part of the reason for that is because some of the action in that is outstanding mm. the one where they're fighting on like not the bridge but the motorway sort of thing and they fall down that's like a yeah. great fight and it reminds me of that sort of you know close quarters combat it's, it was to me it, it not... sort of jumps the shark a little bit at times not in the combat so much but later on in the film there's some bits that aren't yeah, well, nice. it's still very marvelly at the end of the day i suppose yeah um it, it, it was not quite as good like technically Marvel, I suppose, because it's not quite as good as the bits from like the first season of Daredevil and stuff like that. I still think that mm. is probably my favorite of these sort of fighting kind of 
because that felt like you know it felt like when he got hit like it mm. actually kind of because that is the one thing in this where it's like she gets thrown out of a window at one point and like bounces off several things on the way down and then she just kind of gets up and brushes herself off and you're like okay well you know if that was superman or whatever you go fair enough but it, you're not it's you know are we going off the assumption that she's had some sort of it's never addressed but has she had some sort of super soldier serum like a week i mean not i don't want to talk that we know of yeah it's never mentioned no that's it um so yeah sort of overall i think on this i think the story could have been a bit better i think that the idea was a bit of pain by numbers for me yeah the idea of this like the red room and the kind of secret soldiers and everything i think is more of an interesting idea that they than they ever really kind of got into with this i, I don't think it's a story that needs to be told as my thing with it it's probably like, uh, yeah it's probably better in your head than it ever was going to be when they told it yeah however i i actually i enjoyed it and like i think you look at a lot of um i don't know i just feel like you compared it earlier on, maybe it's because it's a woman for woman led role. Compared to Captain Marvel, I, I thought this was a lot better than Captain Marvel. I thought this was, you know, and you know, how we often say this like every Marvel film is like at least good, but like the, the worst ones are just like fine sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I thought okay. this, I thought this was a level above them ones, if that makes sense. It's, if not, maybe for the action stuff. Does uh, make sense. Because of that. I, um, I thought there was some like, wonky CGI, quite a lot of wonky CGI stuff in it. Considering like the budget, which is 200 million budget, I think. Uh, and considering yeah. how long they considering how long they've had to fix it, however, maybe they didn't want to put any more money into it, knowing that it was going to go half on streaming with the pandemic. Yeah, I guess. So maybe they don't want to put any more investment into it, which I kind of get. But it didn't it only the the a lot of the like CGI stuff felt only felt as good as the TV stuff, which is which is fantastic for TV and this I mean, movie the, level. They were about the it. same budget, to be fair, but yeah. yeah. But you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah I do. Is. Um, also, I want to see more Taskmaster because what we got to see of Taskmaster was I really liked, but it wasn't enough. So yeah, that was one of the things I thought is like this. Obviously. This Taskmaster is basically nothing like the Taskmaster from the comics. He's not anything to do with the Red Room. He's not a female. You know, he's not. It's uh, just a dude who trains it, armies and shit like that. Yeah, he's got the same sort of powers, roughly, like the the photographic memory or whatever. Um, but yeah, other than that, he's like mostly a mercenary. Um, but then I thought about it. I thought, well, obviously they've kind of just done this because they're never going to use Taskmaster again. They've got no intention. There's nothing else to do with this character. They've just gone, okay, yeah, we'll just do that. We'll just reskin them as into this film. A little Which, bit of a Batrock the Leaper sort of. Yeah, basically. They did, they did use a little bit more of, but yeah. It's like, here's a nod. Here's a nod to, there's a there's a bad guy. You didn't Pretty much. Him. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. At first, I was kind of like, oh, that's not. But then I, I don't think I care that much. I thought it was quite a good, interesting villain, like I said, with the, with the, um, the power set, like they can just watch somebody doing something and they know how to do it. So they can perfectly mimic somebody's fighting style. Um, but, but I don't, I'm not that fussed if it doesn't come back. Oh, I don't, and I don't think they will come back to be fair. I don't need them to, but in this film, I would have liked to have seen 
Oh, I see. Probably less Ray Winston. <laughs> a lot, a lot less Ray, Ray yeah. Winston. Just Taskmaster could literally have been the guy behind it, or yeah. like the leader of the army, sort of thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you didn't need that. So basically, the the red in um, spoilers, the red in um, Black Widow's ledger that she's gone on about in previous films, films. Yeah, was that she was trying to get. Roy Winston, because he's the leader of the thing that like the chops, room, off the, yeah. chops out the bits and trains them all up. She tried to, she thought she killed him and killed his daughter, knowingly killed his daughter to get like this collateral damage effectively. Yes, yeah. Um, and that like wasn't good, but it was for the greater good sort of thing. Like she feels awful about it, but the greater good, the greater good. Um, so yeah, eventually it turns out that she wasn't dead. She was just disfigured, like this. Is that the right word? Yeah. Um, yeah. And became Taskmaster. Yeah. Try putting a chip into her. Sure. All right. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, Fine. I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, I'm, if I'm supposed to believe your accent, Roy, I can believe that. So, <laughs> yeah. It's not the worst thing going on right now. Um, no. Post credits. Yes. Out. That got me excited. Um. So a, l- a little bit. So again, sort of spoilers, I guess, for anybody who's not got to this point. But um, the, the post credits is that it it's funny because it, it shows uh, Florence Pugh's character who she's walking up to a grave or whatever, and for a good thirty seconds, I think I completely forgotten that Natasha uh, dies later on. Yeah. So she's walking up to this grave. I'm going, oh, I wonder who's who's that could be, and then it says like. You know, friend, whatever, Avenger. I was like, Natasha, I was like, oh yeah, shit, yeah, fuck, I forgot she died. She yeah. did. <laughs> um, so she's like laying down these uh, flowers or whatever, yeah. and Julia Louis-Dreyfus comes in, who we had previously seen in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, now this was supposed to be the other way around. Yes, we should have seen this bit first. And I actually think this were, it works more this way. The way it works, yeah, yeah, because we've because of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Do we even do a review on that? I can't remember. We sort of got glossed over it. Did we, we didn't like it. I, I, it was fine. It, it was, was a three, probably. Yeah. Um, she had a little bit more to do in that to kind of understand the character, so that kind of paved the way for me in this one to be like, shit. I know she's probably up to no like she got with Walker, yeah, fake Captain America, who's not a great dude. She's been fucking tapping him up. Yeah. And I already know a little bit about her character to get me excited for, yeah. for this shit. And this is the only reason why this film is the start of phase four. Is because Pretty she, much. It's because of all in this yeah. last bit. Yeah. Yeah. Because all it um, does is that she sort of tries to hire her and says, like, look, this is the guy who killed your sister. And it's it's Hawkeye. So yeah. So obviously Florence Pugh's been working for her and she's like, I need a razor. I'm I'm not working for you. And she's like, Well, how about some revenge though? Yeah. Which in sort of, it, it's then heavily because now we know both of those bits. It feels like it's heavily leaning towards like a Thunderbolts or Dark Dark Avengers, Avengers or... type thing. Yeah, so that's kind of interesting. Um, but it, but then uh, we know that's coming up. We also know kind of what else is coming up. Yeah. So this is why. Like, Check out that transition. What a segue. I, this this is the most excited I've been for 
Marvel, aside from Infinity War and Endgame, because that was, you know, its own huge thing, this is kind of taking me back to those early sort of, oh, Nick Fury showed up at the end of Iron Man and shit like that. Those sort of... I'm getting excited again now. Laying foundations again now, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And we kind of... We are in a complete reset, in a sense, because half the Avengers are dead or gone, or like the key guys have seemingly... Yeah. You know, done. Contracts are finished, so they aren't doing any more films. So we're kind of at a point where... We're at a Nexus event, you might say. Nice. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, I talk about Segway. (laughs) (laughs) And I tell you what, before we get into Loki then, uh, what is your score for Black Widow? I am giving it a 3.5 because I enjoyed it. It wasn't four worthy. I thought you'd go higher, given the way you were talking about it. I'll be honest. Uh, mate, no, I, my, my things are so, my, my like scores are so all over the place, though. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Mine are too. Yeah. Like, what would, I don't even know what a four would be. A four would probably be like um, Ragnarok or something like that. Because oh, I, I think it's really, really, really good. But then a five would probably be like somewhat like um, Infinity War. Well, I think it's just a pretty much a masterpiece in terms of what it did. Yeah, I think I've got, but I'd have Ragnarok higher. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I think I'd have Ragnarok up there with Infinity War. But but, but again, they, they scored like that for different reasons. Yeah, exactly. Fucking, yeah, so well, that's the same as like I consider, you know, like Geostorm. The ex- Geostorm. I, I consider the Exorcist a five, and I also consider like Toy Story a five, and it's definitely not for the same reasons. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so, so uh, yeah, for what it's worth, I also shit. would give it probably about a three point five. I feel like it's a generous three point five. It's more on the verge of being a three. Well, um, if if we're saying that like the lowest like Marvel films are probably a three, um, or, or a, a high two point five, I don't think I don't think anything's. How yeah, I don't think I've got anything lower than a two point five. I mean, some of them early ones are pretty rough. I'm, I'm, looking at, I'm looking at you, Incredible Hulk. Um, oh, I don't even count that bit. Thor, Thor 2. Yeah. Thor. People are really into Thor 2 at the moment, apparently. I'm not. Because it, like, no one either. But it, like, <laughs> sets up, like, multiple things. So, yeah, so on the basis that, that like, the worst is, like, a 2.5 and whatever. Yeah. I feel like... It's not the worst is, Marvel. because of them. I feel like now they've almost got it down to like the worst, like you say, probably the worst now would be a three. Um, yeah. They've got it because they've got it down to like a formula pretty much at this point. Yeah. And um, I think it's probably slightly better than that, but it's definitely not. Top, top tier. I can't even think what the last one other than the Avengers ones that I've really loved is. Far From Home. No, because I didn't really like that that much. Did you not? I really liked it. It was film. okay. It was similar to this. Um, but you know, I've got a crush on J.H. Hall, so, that, oh, yeah. so that's a 5.5 on my scale. <laughs> and I can't remember what the fucking films were now. So, uh, so yeah, then moving into the other thing that basically finished this last week uh, is the latest series, Loki. Um don't want to go through too much into the plot and everything. Mm, in this. No, don't worry. We're not doing a three-hour episode. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, 
but going what, through each episode. So the, the plot on this is that it's the Loki that disappears in Endgame. Um, he kind of gets picked up by something called the Time Variance Authority. Or TVA for short. Yeah. And Owen Wilson works for them and doesn't say wow once. Bullshit. By the way. He's growing as an actor, I guess. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, so he um, works for the TVA and they're basically in charge of what they call pruning branches from the timeline in the idea that anything that deviates from the one timeline that uh, would create a separate universe effectively, uh, they're in charge of keeping it so it doesn't happen. Um, but Loki manages to sort of trick his way into working for them instead of getting pruned. And we go from there, basically, because they want to track down another Loki that's that's escaped. Yeah, that's pretty bob on. Pretty to much be fair. Yeah. Um, First thoughts. What, what? What? What's your? I think we should say what. How did you feel about this? I think it started really strongly. I really like the mm-hmm. first couple of episodes. Uh, it dipped a little in the middle. I think, if I'm right, I'm thinking that the two in the middle were okay. Mm-hmm. And then I thought it ended really strongly as well. Those last two episodes I thought were brilliant. I thought the they introduce various different Lokis in the the penultimate episode, uh, which was brilliant. I thought I, I could have spent hours More. just watching that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they caught they caught as well. There's probably yes. a King Loki among others. Yeah, there was a few apparently that, that didn't make the didn't make the grade, I guess. Yeah, that, I thought that was ace. And then the last episode, which I feel like should probably be the majority of what we're going to talk about here. Yeah. And partly because it's the freshest in my mind. I have watched it more recently than the rest. But it, it, so... It's just pure setup and exposition, and it's, it's fucking amazing. It's like the big battle at the end, but instead of having a big battle, they just talk about it. You've seen Amazing Revolutions. <laughs> Is that the second one? Oh, I might have said the wrong one. That was the third one, but whichever mean, one the architect's in. Yeah, you mean the second one where it's just, we just talk for a bit. Yeah. The only thing is, I actually understood everything that was going on in this. Yeah. As, so, as opposed to anyway. nothing in the other one. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. And to me, I'll, I'll, I will also say that I had this conversation with someone recently where I said that I actually preferred this in a way to the ending that we got on WandaVision where it was, yeah. we're going to have a big fight in the sky with a lot of lasers and it's all very CGI and it all, you know, it's just it's fine, I guess. I know we did have the, the visions talking to each other, but that lasted like two minutes, so that doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. Whereas this was like the whole culmination was we're just going to kind of talk about it. Not a boat have... was mentioned in this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I really liked it. I mean, I think it helped that uh, Jonathan Majors, who got it's, introduced in this... Fucking unreal. ...played the, uh, was it, The One Who Remains... I think yeah. his official name was in this, uh, but he will be playing Kang the Conqueror for all his comic book nerds uh, in the next Ant-Man film, I think, which is like a year and a half away. This so, is mainly what I want to talk about. So before, can we talk just a little bit around the series? Because I've got most of my notes and conversation points on this are around okay. the future. Yeah. Um. So sorry to interrupt, but, it, no. but yeah, I kind of feel the same as in terms of started strong, dipped, ended strong. Yeah, absolutely. I think this. I think I said this during the One Division stuff. It's just give me weird shit. Like, yeah, move like movies aside, TV stuff. Just give me weird shit, and you know, 
one division was right on my street. Yeah, the ending was a bit. Back didn't, to, didn't entirely back, land back to the normal. No, but you know, the rest of it. Yeah, just do something different because there's so much shit that goes on in the comics. Give me some of that stuff for six episodes or whatever. Yeah. I'm not probably like I never thought that would ever happen when I was younger. Like getting one division and like this again. Yeah, just do some odds. Just do some stupid shit. Like it's because you can. Funny because I kind of mentioned it again in the same conversation uh, I've had and the, the introduction of Kang as well. Uh, for, like anybody really is familiar with the character from the comics is that. It's just fucking insane. Like the whole character's backstory <laughs> yeah. is just absolutely nutty. Try and explain it to anybody, any normal person, and they just sit there looking at you like, the fuck are you talking about? Like, what is going on? And the fact that they are now doing that in a well, it's two hundred million dollar budget uh TV series, but the fact that he seems to be the big, leading towards the, big, the next guy. big bad yeah. guy, the next multiple film bad guy. It's just astounding to me. I think it's insane, yeah. and I am all in now. They've they've done it again, and this is and this is like what I was saying. Earlier on. I'm, I'm, I've not been this excited in for like Marvel stuff in years because I actually don't know where it's going for a large part. Like we've got okay, so like at first we had the Avengers being built, and you know that was the through line, that was the thread, and then it became like the Infinity Stones was the yeah. through line. That was the thread. Now we've got fucking two threads going on because, we, you know, the Dark Avengers or Thunderbolts or whatever you think it might be to potentially be in, um, you know, we've got, we got Kang, we've got multiversal stuff, we've got, you know, oh, we want to have Badlands shit. This could lead, I want, we'll talk more in a second about, <laughs> this, about this stuff because this is what I want to get into. But yeah, I think the show is really good. What was your... Um, Favorite episode, and why was it episode five? Yeah, it's definitely episode five, and it was entirely <laughs> because it had Alligator Loki in it. I think. Oh my god, Alligator Loki is the best Loki, <laughs> hands down. Yeah. I mean, that had everything. We saw Thanos copter. We saw Throg. No, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, Throg. Yeah, in a little jar. I was going to say Throg. <laughs> there was a scene cut out where Throg was voiced by Chris Hemsworth, punch Loki. Yeah, I heard that apparently, which is a shame. Um, but yeah, throw that in. Yeah, just like I'll buy the DVD oh, if I get to see that. Yeah, I'll stick it on Disney Plus. Actually, that'll save me money. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, I think that was it. Was definitely my favorite episode because I just liked all the weird shit, like you say, all the multiverse, different versions of of Loki that have all congregated. Yeah. President Loki was ace. Richard E. Grant. Richard E. Grant was amazing. So yeah, Owen Wilson was great. Owen Wilson was brilliant. Um, I the the, the person who played Sylvie, I, I I didn't think she was great a lot of the time. No, she was quite good. Points. To be fair, I don't know. She, I've not seen her in really anything before. I don't think. She, um, one interesting thing is she's just she's a recent mum. Okay, like very recently, or when it was filming. So they they in her costume they they built in like um. You, no one can see what I'm doing, but like zips like around her um, breast area. Yeah, so she could like breastfeed like between oh, right. between things because she was like zip it up, like whip them out, <laughs> <laughs> rather than spend like two hours taking off in and out of the costume. Two hours yeah. putting it back in. Clever. <laughs> that into the costume. Just I don't know. Just I don't know. Something like that. I find really endearing. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I really enjoyed this. Lydia did not care for it, but she didn't pay attention right from the start. Like, we were watching like it, but she was just on her phone, and she's like, I don't care. One of those, kind of, you've got to be a little bit more into it, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much Lydia is. She really likes them. She loves Marvel shit. Spending but... time on Reddit threads looking at all this shit. But... Yeah, she ain't doing that. But, yeah, usually she's well into it, but I think because she didn't pay attention from the start, she then couldn't jump into it yeah um i didn't know was this confirmed for a season two beforehand i have no idea um i don't know what they're gonna do with the season two okay that's i guess there's a whole world that they can get into but well first of all question number one how are you rating this question number two is where does it fall in your marvel t so tvcu Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. I always struggle with rating series because... Let's just give it a three. Let's just finish this. Yeah. Do what we're going to do. Do what we always do. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's probably... Ooh, it's probably the best one, I think, so far, in terms of the series. Division was fucking... I think we're forgetting how good Division is, however... Or was. However... A lot of the appeal of, around WandaVision was the week to week mystery. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? And yeah, I found on, on the rewatch that it didn't appeal to me as much. So, yeah, I think this would. I guess and, it, and the fact that the finale wasn't great. It's not far ahead of WandaVision, but I think this pips it. This does pip it just slightly because of it, probably because it landed the. Stop the landing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's because of alligator. Alligator. Yeah. 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 Pretty much. So when he fucking bit President Mulder, <laughs> I, I literally have just burst out laughing. It was amazing. So, yeah, what, what, where that basically leaves us as well is that we are now going to get multiple versions of Kang effectively because of, he splits the timeline. Yeah, well, he said, so he, he openly said, like, look, he said, well, what are you afraid of? Afraid of? Afraid of Russia? What are you afraid of? And he's like, me. Yeah. Like, oh, but God. You think I'm an arsehole? Wait till you see the other guys. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, I, I really, really liked it. I, it's made me that, and like you say, the the post-credits bit on, on Black Widow has kind of made me excited for what's coming next more so than anything else in Black Widow did, at least. And, yeah, that's kind of where it's left me. So, like, okay, so what what does this lead us, then, for the rest of the MCU? Because from one point, there can be they can continue to be movies, and either they can be... It's a little bit like Rick and Morty syndrome, where, number one, it can be... You never actually know which one you're following, because it could be anyone in the multiverse, or anything could happen. Or number two... For the most part, you you wouldn't like if you're Daredevil on the street. You why would you know it's any different? You're just going to carry on, and life would effectively be the same. So there's, there's the MCU can continue down the linear path. So there's that side of things, I guess. But we're clearly going into something different here. Well, be- I mean, be- definitely because, because if. For no other reason, we know that the next Doctor Strange film is called The Multiverse, the Multiverse of Madness. Of Madness. Yeah. yeah. We know that Spider-Man's going to have at least two other Spider-Men in it. Supposedly. Is that definitely confirmed? 
It's pretty. I think it's confirmed. I know that we, it's going to have Doc, Doc Ock's confirmed himself, and, and Electro from the other Spider-Man yeah. universes are going to be in it. So, I think it's confirmed, and he's in Quantumania, the the third Ant-Man film. Yeah, which is so a we, way off yet, but yeah. Do we think that it's going to be the same Kang? Not necessarily as the one we've seen, but the same Kang throughout these, or different versions of Kang, potentially each of these. No, but I mean. So, so who again, is, without who, who, getting, is Kang, who is Kang the Conqueror? Without getting too, without getting too comic fucking nerdy, but Kang the Conqueror is like he says in the episode. He's he's from the far flung future. He's a descendant of Reed Richards from the Fantastic Which, by the way, Four. Does that mean we're getting a fan? Well, we already confirmed. Fantastic we know that we're getting a Fantastic Four. But does, at some that, but does that then also lead into that potentially? Probably. I, you'd have to think so. Um, but the only thing is, as well, that not only do you get uh, Kang the Conqueror, you've also got um, Immortus, who is just another version of the same character. You get uh, Ramatup, who is the one who landed in ancient Egypt, Egypt at some point. And uh, you also get Iron Lad, who is the one who decided not to be a bad guy. And he's also he got like a Iron Man style suit of armor, this, but he's quite young. This was my other question: Does could we know again Iron Wars? So do we see an Iron Lad in that? Possibly. So Iron Lad, Iron Lad could come into that. He could also come into Iron Heart, which is the other series yeah. that we're getting. Uh, who knows? World is your oyster. He could. Jonathan Majors could be the hardest working Jonathan man. Is, is in, yeah, he's just in every single thing in one way or another. He, he's effectively the new Samuel Jackson because he's just in everything now. He's just like... He was so in that finale, by the way. He was really good. And I think a lot of it came down to him. Because if you end up with a, a lesser actor doing that kind of just talking role. Yeah. And there's people that would do that and try too hard, if that yeah. makes sense. You know how you see people at a Halloween party trying to be the Joker? <laughs> <laughs> Every <laughs> single just, Halloween party, yeah, it's that same thing. Years. Like, yeah. yeah, they can do the impression, but they're they're just going a bit too much into it or whatever. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna drink over here now, mate. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll cool. see in a bit. Enjoy, yeah. enjoy your night. Yeah. <laughs> you know how I got these cores. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, any yeah, final thoughts excited. then on Loki? Um. I am more than low-key excited about what's happening. Nice. That's what I'll say. I'm glad, that, uh, no. I'm glad that Tom Hiddleston isn't gone from our screens, I think, as this role, because he's he absolutely nails it, and I think he's... He's very good, isn't he? He's very good. So, does he come back into the MCU as well, aside from the TV stuff? I mean, we have to see what happens in Loki. <laughs> You're asking a lot of open questions here that... Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I'm just excited. I've <laughs> spoke to anyone. It shows. It. Yeah. Maybe he doesn't care. I might dump her for it. But <laughs> just, get, to... just get just get a girlfriend that likes to dress up as the Joker at Halloween parties. <laughs> She'll talk to you about it, mate. Harley Quinn. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Even worse. Um oh, no, I don't. I, I I thought it was very, very good. Did you enjoy it more than Black Widow? Yes. Okay. Me too. I think we've, we're in agreement. No shit, Sherlock. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think this gets a four. Oh, uh, uh, whatever I said do... for whatever I said for one division, I'll probably agree with the same thing again. 
Yeah. I don't really do I don't really do ratings on TV series. This isn't let's talk TV series. This is But we do. And well we only sometimes talk about films. True. Most of the time we talk about bullshit. <laughs> true. So uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can hit us up on Twitter, which is at LTAN pod. Uh, we have also got an email address for all the old folks, which is let's talk about nothing pod at gmail.com. Uh, let us know what you think about those films and where you think the future of the MCU lies. Uh, you can also find us occasionally on YouTube. Just search Let's Talk About Nothing. We'll be on there. And then, as we say at the end of every episode... I'm trying to think of a Loki pun. Uh, uh, cut. You should have just done it in a Russian accent. Good. <laughs>